Mark's right. For those wedded to the machines in their bedrooms, their studios, their best friend's garage or basement. For those who negotiate the system every day to make time for the music that matters. For those who get in debt to fund the fight against the mundane. For those who stay true to their cause even in the face of income and fame through compromise. For those who feel the power of every beat. For those who keep their minds open. For those who encourage and support those pursuing their personal dream. For those who sacrifice relationships to make sure the music is heard. For those for which the music is a lifetime, not a pastime. This is Bass Agenda. 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 Zula, and you are listening to the wonderful Bass Agenda. How you doing? Welcome to Bass Agenda. This week, a double dose of British electronic music. Two producers, and like lots of the guests that we have on this show, if you search through magazines, blogs, etc., you probably won't even find their names mentioned, partly because the industry doesn't actually look that hard for unusual talent, both bucking trends, doing something of their own. And in part one, we're focusing in on Mazula. You're going to be hearing from him throughout the show. We're going to run through a stack of his material and a few other choices he's made. So open your ears and minds and enjoy the ride. maybe eight or nine years old I used to watch Top of the Pops like many of the people in the UK would have done um, I know this isn't very rock and roll but there were bands like Depeche Mode uh, KLF Frankie Goes to Hollywood in that period there was all sorts of tech on stage and it was all mined 
but we were using Fairlights, uh, Yamaha DX7s, other bits and bobs. I had a natural talent for music, and my folks tried to encourage me on. Um, so they were buying me things like Casio keyboards, Yamaha PSR keyboards, and I can remember going to a music shop with my parents, and they had a, a, um, a DX7 there. For me, it was as exciting seeing the symphony the flesh as it would have been seeing the artists themselves. So, from an early age, I was I was hooked on the very idea of the electronica. show today we've got a great mix in from nexus 23 from london celebrating the release of his new ep it came out today on basic gender recordings called 23 theory if you like your music heavy left field with a generous dose of punk you'll enjoy his music for his mix though he's picked out some choice cuts of electro for us on vinyl as ever the full track list and download of the show will be up over the weekend via soundcloud.com slash agenda and via the feed on iTunes as well.
I was always seeking out the electronic sound, and in the early 90s, uh, in a world without the internet, this wasn't easy. Uh, luckily, there was a pretty legendary rave club just down the road from me. I mean, it's literally a 10 minute walk called Chalets. Um, around about the age of 15, I, I, I managed to get in there um, and managed to watch Sasha play. Now, I didn't socialise well at school and throughout my life I struggled with anxiety and depression and I really struggled to mix. So doing that was incredibly identity informing for me. Um, I felt I belonged to something. So I went back home and tried to recreate some of the music and it was an early age. Um, I can remember I passed GCSE music writing piano house tracks on a Yamaha keyboard with an old Tascam multi-track I bought it from school. tends to drift to the darker side of thinking I've been in and out of depression and anxiety for as long as I can remember, since a child really and that's basically meant all sorts of self-medication and stuff over the years it's only in the last few years I've started taking antidepressants that do actually help to be honest so when I was young, music helped me to express myself when uh, otherwise I've struggled in social situations it's still like that to some extent. For example, when someone buys some music through Bandcamp, it's still like a personal validation somehow. It's difficult to describe. Though it's certainly not. 
just about the 99 pence or whatever somebody pays for it. I'm sure that other people feel the same way. So, music for me is important on all sorts of different levels. It's also one of the few constants throughout my life. Um, when shit goes down, you can be secure in the fact that the music is always better. taking the piss for years at my sinking um, it's not an easy thing to do <laughs> recently we tried to do a remix of something in a studio in town and everybody was too embarrassed to sing but I think it's really important because it's about communicating a message but you can't do very well without a visual or oral element plus also, I'm a songwriter at heart, so I write songs. It's that simple. It's certainly, you know, about making myself distinct. I can't imagine myself writing music without actually trying to write songs.
I rant about genres. I mean, I really couldn't care less. Our art music, for me, and trying to fit into a sort of niche has never been my thing. I suppose this way of looking at things doesn't make much commercial sense because I'm not targeting a particular audience. And I've even heard my music described as a hard listen, but that's just tough. This is Dave Clark and you're listening to Base Agenda.
The way that I understand music is that dance music has always had a message built into it and up until, oh no, there was a bit of an era with Pete Tong and whatnot, but if you're talking about, you know, proper roots up, um, I've always been into dance music and it's had all sorts of deviancy attached to its history. I mean, we're talking about the Bernie Disco Records and Kaminsky Park through to the Tories bringing in a Criminal Justice Act that effectively attempted to ban a form of music. Um, it's politically, culturally relevant and cut from the same cloth as punk, in my mind. Now, I'm lucky enough to be of an age that remembers it as a social movement. I, I don't think people do now. Perhaps when Gritty Horton jumped ship, this is what he abandoned, and that's why so many people were bitter about it. I know I was pretty fucking bitter, because <laughs> Gritty Horton was an evil DJ. This kind of thing is still alive and well if you go to places like the House of God in Birmingham, which for me is the best night in the country if you want to find a, a pure essence of rebellion. So, I think it's very difficult to, to split um, dance music and politics, or electro and politics, or techno and politics. I, I, I think that they do sit hand in hand it's just nowadays it doesn't seem so obvious so I don't think there's anything wrong with expressing views or emotions through music although I'll never be Chuck D who's you know one of my heroes perhaps I'm more like an electronic Arthur's Gargoyle
seems unique. Um, starts by saying the street corner story. Um, it's outwardly about a police state, hence it sings about blues are shining. But I, I try to do a bit more than that. It, it's about freedom of thought, really. Um, it feels a little bit out of date now in, in this post-truth world that we live in. I think things are a little bit more serious <laughs> than um, the Seems Unique time. Um, and, and what was really nice about this is I wrote it years and years and years ago um, while I was volunteering um, for an organisation called NACRO. Um uh, that works with disadvantaged youth uh, who are on the verges of offending or, you know, they've been kicked out of school and that. And um, that was the aspiration, the inspiration for it, I should say. And I still love this track. Tracks about um, suicide. <laughs> I've always struggled with dark thoughts. Um, this track is about understanding the selfishness of this. And for anybody that has thought about this kind of thing, um, please remember that there's a sense of you in many people's minds, and people can't escape it, hence, for always being out there. It's not what you want, and I've been involved through uh, my work, really, in, in, in mental health, and I've got I've got a great passion for personal reasons and, and uh, common sense, really. Um, so yeah, this is out there.
enjoyed working with a local artist called Tekkers, who's well into his hardware. He's been buying lots of different dread boxes and all sorts of stuff. Um, and we managed to find a way of working with each other, whereas he pushes as much as he can out of the machines, and I try and make it work musically. Apart from that, I've looked at pulling together another live set and the hope that we can spread the message a bit, but... Um, I'm, 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 I'm quite interested in working locally with people. I mean, it's, this isn't a new thing. Um, this is something that I've always... I believe in the art form and, and, and I believe in, in the way that um, music can um, enrich people's lives. So if I see local producers and whatnot, that would you... There's, there's potential there, I'll push them. Huge amount of net labels 
and it saturated the market to such an extent that if you imagine a shop like um, Eastern Block in Manchester and all of those releases were vinyl then the shop would actually have to be the size of Manchester it's great that the tools are there for people to create so easily in fact um, we used to run a night in Stoke called Load that gave people writing music in the bed in the bedrooms a platform to play out but it's kind of moved on now hasn't it and everybody seems to be a producer and it's made the marketplace huge and digital <laughs> so if you're a shopper you can just imagine that trying to pick through that it shrinks the potential for somebody to buy it so by the time the label, the artists and distributions have had a cut and that includes your Junos and your beat parts it's likely that there isn't the volume there to make it viable to that, I think that nowadays this is probably me and my paranoia I think that producers are actually selling music to other producers and DJs, sell so negative is it or not? It might be the case of the consumer that we imagine might not actually be there at all I mean how many people who are not DJs actually buy the music through Beatport now it's not all negative for me, I've always written music and always will do because it's such a huge part of who I am and this is a blessing because it takes the expectations off me. I've stopped expecting to be commercially viable, whether that's because my music's shit or whatever, but I, I think it's so hard to be commercially viable. You really need to have a hard think about what your expectations are. And I stopped chasing my dream a long time ago, but I'm still totally enjoying what I'm doing. I mean, for Christ's sakes, I'm still here talking to you. It's a cliche, I know. 
really is. I mean, I can't believe I'm going to say this. But you really do need to just do what you love and don't compromise on it. Missoula, and as you can tell by now, he wears his heart on his sleeve, both when he's talking and in his music as well. Check the track list over the weekend to pick up some of these tunes. You can also pick up his entire discography in digital form on Bandcamp as well. Coming up next, we explore the influences that set him off on this path, kicking off with a classic. quite young um, my parents bought me um, the Ultravox I think it was um, the ultimate collection or something because they could see that I was into electronic music and, and, and you know I was hooked on watching The Simpsons on TV and whatnot. so they bought me the album um, Vienna obviously stands out there's a section in it um, that wouldn't <laughs> sound too out of place now um, on the dance floor I mean it's utterly timeless I, I defy anybody not to like Ultravox Vienna and if it wasn't for this track um, I don't think I'd, I'd, I wouldn't have been writing the music I'm writing today no doubt the voice reaching out and the piercing cry it stays with you until
me. So get them off truck and then bomb the corner They don't care cause they stay paid anyway They treat you like an ace that can't beat the tray I know you stumble with no use people If your life is on the line, then you're dead today Late comers with the late comers stretching That's a body bag in disguise, y'all, I'll bet ya I call them body snatchers cause they come to fetch you With an autopsy ambulance just to dissect ya They are the king cause they swing amputation Lose your arms, your legs, and them is compilation I can prove it to you, watch the rotation Anybody that listens to my stuff um, should know that I've got quite an interest in social justice. And for me, it comes from public enemy. It just does. Um, I was a white 14, 15 year old lad in Stoke on Trent and I was listening to Chuck D. And he made me realise that there was a lot more to a story if you just scratch below the surface a little bit. Um, the kind of themes in this track here it relate closely to a lot of the things that are going wrong. Things like um, the 50 pence that you get charged a minute to sort out a benefit claim. I've driven everybody mad with my self-righteousness ever since. Um, I would say, just blame Chuck. Blame Chuck. I got two types of music. There's good music and there's bad bad, 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 bad. Whatever style they may be. be. Yeah. 
I was a 90s kid and I went out raving, um, but it never really had the pure sound I was looking for. Um, now I can remember being at a, a, a night just down the street from me in Stoke. We were so blessed with good nights in Stoke. And it, and it was labelled as a techno night, and I went along, and um, it was Gabba, and uh, it really wasn't the sound I was looking for. And we, we came across a, a tape, um, I forget what it was called, it was Biorhythms 2 or something, and it had got the suburban night art of stalking on it, and um, it changed everything. And I know there's a lot of people that say the same sort of things about. Uh, the Detroit acts at that time and it stuck with me forever um, I mean a friend of mine even bought me a 12 inch of it for my, my 30th birthday uh, such a track Techno here from Suburban Night, The Art of Stalking. Coming up next, a couple more tracks before we get into the guest mix from Nexus 23. I asked Missoula to pick a couple of tunes that have blown him away lately. First one up is Scalameria, track called Caps Lock.
This track, for me, is all about rebellion. I was saying that this guy would make perfect guests at a night like the House of God. It's rough as fuck. For me, I think um, proper music is punk, um, or at least punk attitude, and this is that. And um, it's exactly the sort of thing that I think would piss loads of people off because it's so noisy, which is why I love it. this track because it's so musical uh, for people that know me well they know that I have really particular ethics when it comes to putting music together for, for example I'm against too much automation so I'll go as far as I won't use an ARP I'll actually sit there and program it manually which people think is ridiculous um, so it takes a lot to impress me and I love this track it has a really nice feel to it and some really great engineering as well and I, I know I'm pretty shit at that so yeah I love this track a lot
so thanks for everybody's support over the years um, I know it's not an easy lesson um, so for those of you that are stuck with me and you Andy actually it's, it's really deeply appreciated in ways that you can't understand because it's not really about money it, it's really about well there isn't any money <laughs> it, it's about being part of something and I've seen so many different people over the years from the days of being on MySpace um, and, and coming across different artists some of them have done really well and that makes me really happy and so it's so nice to be part of a game whether it was deliberate or accidental or it's valid to it or whatever it's been a really nice ride oh and um, (laughs) I'm trying not to talk about Brexit anymore Love and thanks out to Missoula for taking part in the show. Enjoyed his music for a long time. We've been talking about having him on the show for a long time as well, so it was great to finally get around to doing it. Keep an eye on him. Spread the word. Next up, enjoy a nice upbeat electro vinyl mix from Nexus 23.
Timescape One, and you are listening to the futuristic sounds of the Base Agenda.
This is DJ Overdose and you are listening to Base Agenda.
This is John Selway, and you're listening to Base Agenda.
nice mix from Nexus 23 there. Such a high standard of good electro music out there right now. As I said before, the full track list plus download of the show will be up over the weekend on soundcloud.com slash bassagenda and from iTunes as well. I'm back next month with something very special. Thanks for your support. Enjoy your weekend. Cheers. <laughs>